Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Some troubling numbers, of course, about uh, the uh, new cases of COVID that are coming out. And, uh, well, at least uh, one Board of Education is responding to this. Actually, a few of them are doing it right across the province. The Hamilton Catholic Board is shutting down uh, St. Peter and Paul School over in uh, uh, Fennel and Upper James area because of some outbreaks they've got. They're going to be doing remote learning for the uh, next little while. And at least uh, a couple of regions now are closing schools to in-person learning. Global's Brianna Carnegie has the details. Students in Peel region will be learning remotely these next four days following the Easter long weekend. Then next week, they're off for spring break. There's an opportunity here uh, to really make sure, absolutely sure, uh, that our schools remain safe. Peel's Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Lawrence Lowe, says two weeks out of classrooms will help break chains of virus transmission. The NDP's education critic, Moritz Stiles, is not surprised at the move. The education minister last week absolutely was refusing to, I think, make some tough calls that clearly our public health units are being, are being forced into now. She says tougher safety measures being promised by Ontario's education minister have still not been put in place. Minister Stephen Lecce is maintaining that schools are safe. Brianna Carnegie, Global News. Well, we're hearing different stories, of course, from uh, well, teachers associations and unions and uh, different boards, too. Uh, let's get a read on what's happening in the Hamilton area. Manny Figueroa is the uh, Director of Education for the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board. Uh, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Manny, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well these days. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you. I know you're in constant contact with the Medical Officer of Health and that, that department, of course, uh, with what's happening with the schools here. Uh, the debate now seems to be whether or not it's safe to send kids back into school. Uh, there was some talk about extending the uh, the break. Of course, you've got the, well, it's not the March break anymore, but the midterm break uh, is coming up shortly. Uh, what's the status? Are you, are you confident about the way things are going right now with the in-classroom learning, or do you have some concerns? Yeah, I've always had some concerns, Bill. I think the key piece is always looking at the data. Uh, yesterday, we did connect with the chief medical officer uh, yesterday afternoon to discuss um, the situation, and I think it's all, always critical to look at numbers. So one of the questions I ask is, asked and was shared with us is, what are the numbers on the ground here in Hamilton uh, versus Peel region in terms of the number of cases? And we were shared that the number of cases per 100,000 over the last seven days is, is about 229 in Peel region. And in Hamilton, it's about 130, so almost 100 less cases. However, um, what I am worried about, um, uh, as I hear about decisions being made to go to remote now, I'm more worried about the post, I'll call it spring break surge. So I'm worried about um, after next week, um, if students will not be in any type of, um, you know, remote learning or in in school, it's the surge after that. So worried about... Uh, community spread that might come into the schools after spring break. So that is my greatest uh, concern at this point. And we've had that conversation with the local chief medical officer. And we're going to be meeting again uh, later this week to um, decide, uh, you know, and I know it's the chief medical officer has under the Health Promotion Protection Act, Section 22. But again, it's always in partnership with their directors. I know some boards were discussing their concern this week. Uh, I'm more concerned, again, the week after um, spring break and and what should we be doing then to, to prevent community spread coming into our schools.
Well, because I'm confused, and I think an, an awful lot of our listeners are confused about this too, Manny, so maybe you can give me your perspective on this. Uh, and I, th- I agree, by the way, with your, your concern, uh, because every time those kids have been away from any length of time, uh, invariably there is a bit of a spike when they come back in. Uh, but the experts are telling us that it's not student to student. Those are the kids that are probably uh, being exposed to the virus when they're home. And then they're bringing it into the school when they come back after, a, as you say, a midterm break or something. So uh, you, you try to balance that against what other people are saying, well, the, sa- the school is the safest place. Uh, and, and you figure, okay, well, then shouldn't they be in school as opposed to being at home? Because it seems to be a better environment for them, and, and there's, there's less spread that goes on in situations like that. Uh, but that, it's not that black and white, is it? There are so many other variables. Like you say, you look at a place like Peel, which you're basically saying, we're not letting the kids back. Uh, because we're concerned about the spread that's going to go on. It doesn't matter where they're getting it from. When they get into the school environment, it's going to spread. So, I mean, there, there's no easy answer here. No, it's complex. And I think, Bill, we've had this conversation before, is that if we want our students uh, in a place where there's um, there's structure, where the public health measures are in place, and, and our staff has been doing an outstanding job. I know everyone's fatigued with the health measures, but when they are in school, um, you know, there's the hand washing, there's the masking, um, there's the reinforcement of, of, of those health, health measures. But when I do look at my March data and, and I compare, you know, March, we were at 244 cases. Out of those, there were, there were 30 staff cases. So when I compare that to December, it, it's, it's double. So, uh, again, we talked about the variants, the virus changes. So it, it's very uh, difficult. Um, so what we hope, you know, is, is that, um, that we continue to reinforce these messages and that, that when the spring break comes, that students will, will continue to do so. But we know, we know it's difficult. We know it's difficult for working parents. And, and I've said to people, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, at times I lose sleep. It's thinking about if I close a school like we had to Dr. Davey, um, mm-hmm operationally because we had an outbreak we had a more than half the staff needed to self-isolate and uh, we had over 100 students who needed to go home so we we did shift to remote learning for two weeks but when i make that decision i wonder how many parents can't go to work now how many um, families might not get a paycheck because of not uh, not being able to go to work so it's it, it is complex um and um these decisions are not are, are not made lightly because Every decision is a ripple. There's a ripple effect. Um, but when we look now, this meeting we're going to have later this week, we want to discuss what are the current numbers and what we are seeing right now. When we compare the first five days of April, uh, at least in our board, the number of cases uh, from April 1st to the 5th is 39, and from March 1st to the 5th, it was 20. So we are seeing a, um, a spike in cases, and we are seeing an increase with the variance of more elementary students. Um, thankful that our trustees at the time in September actually uh, asked us to use our reserve funding and, and up to $9 million to lower class sizes. So every measure is put in place. Um, we are, what I say in this year, in the home stretch of this, of this marathon, the last next three months. And I think a key part, we've also talked around how do we, and that's been in the media, how do we help our education workers uh, help uh, and accelerate in this phase two around vaccination. So we've had conversations with public health. They've asked us to provide um, some of our numbers, you know, and for us, we would prioritize about 1,100 to 1,200 staff to get vaccinated uh, sooner 
because they do work with our students with pervasive special education needs. And we think that's a critical piece, too, um, for safety in our schools. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. I think a lot of people are, are concerned about the rollout itself. And, you know, I, I consider, obviously, teachers to be frontline workers in this situation, uh, yet uh, it, they're just kind of getting around to them now. And even at that point, I mean, we're going to get into that in greater detail a little bit later on in the show, but there's, they've got some questions to answer. Uh, given the, the way that some boards across the province have reacted to this, Manny, uh, and, and I want to get another point clarified here because I'm getting mixed messages from what I'm hearing from Queen's Park and what I'm hearing from some of the different boards. Do you have the flexibility at the Hamilton board to pull the plug on this and say, no, we're not going to do in-classroom learning, our numbers are just too high, or do you have to wait until the province gives you permission to do that? Well, we so we so I think it's a two, two-prong approach. From the beginning, the ministry has said that um, they can make that decision with the COVID command table and, and and execute the health um, execute the health protection promotion act, which allows them to uh, close schools because of this pandemic. But however, um, at a regional level, there is so, also some local autonomy at the regional level. So we can work with our chief medical officer, um, and as you see in Peel region, they have determined and, ex- and execute section 22. Um, however, uh, as you've quoted earlier in the show today. There are times where the director can execute like a closure of a school because of operational challenges. Mm-hmm. So an example, I gave you Dr. Davey, um, because it was becoming very challenging to maintain operations, then we did switch to remote. But in terms of the Section 22 of the Health Protection Promotion Act, uh, that's within the authority of the, of the uh, chief medical officer. But of course, they want to do that in collaboration with the school boards to understand uh, where we're at. But uh, my concern right now is when we look at our staff absences, because they have to do the daily self-screening. And when the province moves to one symptom, we don't want people to come into work with those symptoms. However, when we look at our absences over the last two weeks, uh, we were averaging about 800 to 900 staff absences, and and 20 to 24% of those absences were because of COVID-related. Either they had symptoms, didn't come to work, or there was a case in a school or an outbreak, and they were determined by public health um, to isolate for a time period. So um, that's important. So what I worry about is as those numbers grow, how do we manage our schools operationally? And you can see there are cases at times where we do, at a local level, close a school because of our challenge to manage that and to almost do a reset, go to remote, uh, let it reset, and then allow staff to come back because they've had the time to self-isolate. But during their time of self-isolation, they can't teach remotely. So it is becoming more challenging operationally for for school boards um, over the last, I would say, month in result of the daily screening, which is vital, and the number of absences we're managing because of COVID. So these are conversations we're having with our, uh, with our chief medical officer, especially this week as we think about next week. Well, yeah, and I know you're concerned also for the week after the break, too, and just what's going to be happening then and how they're going to respond. Manny, I always appreciate you taking some time out of a very busy day to, uh, to talk with us about this. Thanks so much for this. Uh, stay well, and I know we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thank you, Bill. You, you as well. Take care. Manny Figueroa, of course, who's the Director of Education for the Hamilton Board of Education. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.